Welcome to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. We're on the road, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the lobby of a hotel in Sydney. It's Anzac Day, so there's a bunch of diggers marching in the rain. It's here on the sound. We have Ryan, special comments. Crawford, how are you, buddy? That's me. Good, Mark. How are you, mate? It's good. You're here. You're here. We've got a new new recording device. Are you okay? Are you clear? Look, I, you know, I've, you know how I fear change. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going through like quite a big uh, fear change thing going on right now. But it's okay. We'll cope. We'll get through it. That's okay. Well, the reason we've got you here because we've got we've got two guests. Um, one of it's a returning guest. He's friend of the show. He's a guy that we don't let near the sound because he has a very bad history of stuffing things up. Yes, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's Caesar Kaiser. How are you, buddy? Yeah, fuck you. Uh, I'm good. Good. Yeah, it's you? your usual intro. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're staying away from the recorder. Yep. That's good. I'm letting Ryan take the reins on this one. For those yep. who want to know why we don't let him go near, go on our highest rating podcast. Is one we did with Will Anderson and Caesar was on the sound and tell him what happened. Uh, you can hear it for yourself. Basically, see, we had four guests on that show. Seizure stuffed up the levels on one person, his own, and rather than try to fix them in post-production, he went and re-recorded everything he said and patched it into the sound. And the sound flawless. Flawed is, yes, flawed. Yeah, yeah, uh, much like that Simpsons episode where uh, they, they cut in all the extra uh, scenes later on in the Radioactive Man movie, and, you know, and they just go, it was... Jimmy, Jiminy Dillickers, and he goes, it's seamless, you know. And, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if this one's sounding fun, you'll know Seizure somehow got got a part, got a, got his way to the sound. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest. I'm very excited. He is all the way from the US of A. He just literally last night destroyed the comedy store. His special guest, Will Savince. How are you, mate? What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. Um in Australia, I'm having a good time. I had a great show last night. The crowd out here are awesome. Oh, that's great, mate. That's now, freaking awesome. Now, I realized in the intro, I used a word, digger, to describe... Now, do you know? have you heard digger, that word no. before? Digger, no. What we call our soldiers who return from the wars, we call them diggers because they dig the trench. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very similar to another word that... It's not such a positive. Oh, the so N-word. I, 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 I N-word. Yeah, yes. Because oh, it's, I thought for, I saw the look on your face. Did he just say that? Because <laughs> there's a famous there's an Australian player who in the, he played in the NFL over. I can't think his name. I can't think his name. It escapes me. But he went up to one, an African American teammate and goes, "Digger, how are you going?" And the guy oh, turned a punch. Yeah. Oh no, he thought he said the N word, but he said the digger word. And oh, that's hilarious. That, yeah. that, that, that's on video. No, it's not on video. It was in his biography, but he said, yeah, he blacked out because the guy literally knocked him out. He wait, knocked so him out. The, wait, the guy who said it was white? Yeah, yeah, he was an oh, Australian yeah, I, guy. I could, yeah, I could see. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him making that mistake. It was basically, yeah. he was basically saying mate, but, you know. Also, oh, Digger's like saying mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, do sound like, it do sound like the N-word a little bit. Well, especially with our, our accent, we tend to sort of, yeah, sound a little bit differently. Yeah, digger. Yeah, yes. especially if you go a little silent on the D. I That's can see right. how it yeah. can get caused. Yeah, if you go silent on the D. Silent, silent D. <laughs> so you, if, you <laughs> yeah. move, if you move the D, you go, Iga, which sound just like the N-word. Iga! <laughs> so you don't go silent. Go heavy on the D. Yes. <laughs> Ladies, go heavy on the D. Emphasize that D. <laughs> D. <laughs> so this is your second trip out to Australia. How are you finding yeah. it? Like, is it? Are we treating you well? Yeah, man, I'm still having a good time. It's it's, 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 it's my first time coming because, as you guys know, I I came last year with the Wayne's brothers, and um, it was a different experience with them as opposed to coming by myself. Um, this is just all Will Sylvans before it was you know me just featuring for the Wayne's brothers. So it's it's great, man. It's, it's like first time coming here. Still, I'm still I'm still like finding so many new places to go. Like I'm 
I'll never, I, I know I'll never explore every part of Australia. It's so vast and a lot of great places, dangerous animals, hot women. <laughs> so, Same thing sometimes. yeah, huh? Same thing sometimes. Same thing. Yep. What dangerous you mean? Animals, dangerous women. Oh. Oh, okay, that's that. Just. That's what we call. So he's just trying to yeah. allude that the women he hangs out with are very dangerous. Oh, oh, women is, <laughs> women in the oh, that's hilarious. Women <laughs> and, and animals. I w- I would well, women would say that about men. Men and, and, and dangerous animals is the same thing. Well, this is down under. Everything's opposite here. Opposite. <laughs> yeah, the women been amazing, amazing, amazing. Nice. I hope to find a dangerous woman. <laughs> well, ladies, if you're out there, you're yeah, on Twitter ladies. at Will Svince. Yeah, Twitter. Tweet, tweet him. Or just come to my house if you're hot. <laughs> well, we forget, are at the Vibe Hotel tweet. in Golden follow me, Street. Follow me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, you mentioned dangerous animals. Have they? Has anyone introduced you to any of our native wildlife? I went to the zoo. Not the zoo, but I went to a place called um, Pine something. What was that at? Was that Perth or was that at? You're not talking about Brisbane Western, or, Western, not talking about so Western Pines. So but it was somewhere where I went and they would they had like the koala bears and they had like um they had crocodiles. Or maybe that was two different places. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, one place had the koala bears and the kangaroos, which is awesome. Just a f- massive land where kangaroos are just hopping around and just laying on the laying on the floor and there's Kangaroo poo everywhere, <laughs> but you know that poo don't stink. Nah, is it nah, me? Nah. No, nah, it doesn't. Nah, nah, like nah, they poo don't stink. Like yeah. you step on it, like it's like stepping on grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't mind stepping on kangaroo poo. <laughs> it might. It doesn't give you good luck. Or in the states, they say if you step on dog poo, it give you good luck. And I've been stepping on dog poo, and I haven't had any luck, any uh, good yeah. luck at I all. Don't know. I think that's a good example of looking really on the bright side of a train wreck. You step on dog shit. That's pretty much your bad luck. Yeah, like, I happen, think I it? think someone someone. Stepped on dog shit a long time ago, and they hated it so much. But they was so embarrassed. Like, no, 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 it's okay. It gives you good luck. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe someone stepped on dog shit, and then that very next second, he found twenty dollars on the floor. Yeah. And so I'm like, look, it gives you good luck. Everybody, <laughs> step on dog shit, and then go to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he slipped on dog shit, hit his head, and sued the council, and got, <laughs> I got a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Did anyone? Did they make you nurse? Did you car- did you pat a koala at all, or any of the animals? I held a koala. I got a picture of me, me and the koala. Look like we're in a, in a relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she got her head on my chest, oh. all nice, and she took a dump on me. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, she must have really liked you. Yeah. <laughs> Would you know yeah, that? that? Normally, girls don't shit on the first date yeah. in front of a no, guy. No, no, well, that's hundred the, bucks extra. Unlike the kangaroo, the koala shit does stink. They eat nothing but eucalyptus leaves, so it comes out kind of acidic and gross, doesn't you it? Smell, did it did I it, didn't it, smell it. You didn't smell it. The, well, the, the lady, the handler, she took it. She took the dude away really quick, so I ain't get <laughs> I ain't get a whiff of it. But maybe I was also so nervous that I like I'm like whatever. I was just happy to be holding a damn koala bear. Like. Normally, black people don't be holding animals, exotic animals like that. We we cross the street when we see squirrels. <laughs> well, I do at least. I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm afraid of dogs and stuff. And I went to this other park or whatever, not park, but where they had these crocodiles, massive crocodiles. Yeah. And I fed one on the string, and they fast. Yeah. Like you, see, I mean, you see them on TV, but yeah. to see them in, in in person is um it's amazing. Yeah, they're pretty. They're just. Stri- they, yeah. They'll take you down. You could. You could see their power. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
They're up, they're opportunists too. Yeah. They don't even need to be hungry. They'll take you and then you know and save you like, for later. Like, like they say in Crocodile Dundee, you know, stuff you under a rock and come back later on and get you. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. What they, what, yeah what croc- when they take you down, they do the death roll. They take you I down, seen the death roll. drown you. Like they'll drown you, and then they'll keep you under a rock just to tenderize you so they can eat you oh, later. Yeah, so they, they chefs. They're, they're yeah. shopping. <laughs> they, to them, they, they see someone like, oh, we'll shop for next yeah, week. I'm, um, yeah, they're, where, they're, what happened to that that human you caught, Croc? Oh, he's getting marinated in the rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's I like them marinated. I like my humans marinated. <laughs> Those Queensland crocs, they're foodies. I'm having know. barbecue legs later on. <laughs> <laughs> this is crocodile conversation. Well, you see, we talk about the crocodiles. I don't know if I should tell you this. You do know that a high proportion of koalas carry chlamydia? I heard about that. Yeah. 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 So did you, was it safe? Did you uh, well, I'm assuming if I'm going to a park that has koala bears, they all got vaccinated. They got their PD <laughs> tests. We're a bit lax in Australia. You know. I wouldn't assume that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what it is. You know uh, what I'm saying? This is basically Mark's way of trying to tell you how he contracted chlamydia. Yeah, yeah. And it, was it was a koala. <laughs> but but thing is, do you catch it from sleeping with the koalas, yeah, or like right. how you get the how do you get? I think they sh- if they shit on you, that's how it's transmitted. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, they didn't shit. They didn't sh- luckily, they didn't shit on me. Yeah, they, yeah, the lady caught it with her gloves while I was shitting. But so they they do do carry VD. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, awesome. But the koala, koala is an interesting animal. That's their defense mechanism, yeah, I guess. When just, you try to kill it, like, oh, shit, let me shit on this guy. Put VD on them. Well, you know they're the laziest animal alive because they, they're awake four hours of the day and all they eat are gum leaves, which and they let the gum leaves ferment. So they're pretty much drunk 24-7. Or high. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. just sit there yeah. and they get, yeah. It's a nice life for the koala. Natural, natural high for I don't koalas. know about the laziest animal. I mean, I think a snail <laughs> is lazy as hell. Yeah, but at least the snail's trying to get somewhere. It just goes slow motion. Yeah. Man, right. the snail's, snail's carrying, carrying its house on its back the whole time. Fuck, I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, yeah, I guess you have a point. A house or his shell? Well, then you got turtles. Are we, I don't know where this conversation is going. Nah, yeah, I think we're going into it. <laughs> but yeah. Into nature oh, I, got a, I saw the video online with this, with this guy. Uh, it was like a circus or whatever. And he, he had a crocodile. And he was like, he was tapping the top of the crocodile's head and then the crocodile had his mouth open and he put his hand in and took it out put his hand in and took it out on the third time he put his hand in the croc- crocodile snaps his hand and did the death roll in front of all the little kids to see and he just kept rolling and rolling and rolling they finally yanked him out his hand was in the crocodile you saw the crocodile holding his hand in the mouth and I'm like whoa Wow, that's a, that's a you good You got to see the video. Yeah, I got to see that the one. The guy was yeah. white, right? Huh? The guy was white, right? Actually, he was he was uh, Asian or something. Really? Uh, we, uh, I must have seen a different video because I've seen one very similar to that. Uh, and I've seen one where a guy puts his head in the crocodile thing. He does like three times and snaps on his head. But no. the video cuts right there and you're like... Yeah, I really? saw that one. That yeah. was a white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, white guys do crazy. White guy, he tried, He probably tried to top that Asian guy's hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's nothing. Watch yeah, this. watch me do my head. head. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, so he must have did the death roll and snap his neck, and they're like, "We can't show this on TV." Yeah, but we showed the bit where it just snaps his head. Yeah, yeah and like, you for, and yeah. you forgot what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 add your own ending. <laughs> well, have you ever did you ever see the obviously the Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter over in America? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was bigger in America than he was here. Like you he guys was. went mental for him, and then over here we're like, well, he had he had personality. His accent was cool. And he was living on the edge, so hey, he was nuts. It's all stuff that Americans like, you know. Yeah, yeah, just like how not to handle animals. Yeah, pretty much. we thought he was crazy, 
and then you know what it is. I think most of his success came from the the not knowing the not knowing factor. We're like the danger factor. Like oh, this this might be the week he get killed by by a crocodile or a snake or elephant or or a stingray. But, <laughs> but the, the the least people expect was a stingray. As they um they would tell. You guys know David Tell? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. says stingrays, as I call them, the Puerto Rican of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> David Tell is funny as hell, one of my favorite comics. Yeah, we would, if anyone would love him to come out to Australia, I think, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't made the trip yet. Uh, yeah, he gets so much work, man. That dude yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, the uncensored show. Yeah, he's funny as hell. He's just uncensored. We just, I mean, comparing it to, like, stand-up, like, here in Australia, compared to America, it's only a relatively new phenomenon. Like, yeah, we're just in the background. We've got someone sneezing yeah, yeah. violently. It's, don't worry, he's probably, it's just a symptom of chlamydia. Chlamydia from the, from the koala. <laughs> but it's, like, it's only a relatively new phenomenon. I mean, you're, it's, you played the Sydney Comedy Store. Wait, what's new? Uh, stand-up. Like, it's only, like, touring-wise, it's not in Australia's culture as much. Like, it's right. not... Our biggest entertainment, like it's only like the Sydney Comedy Festival, which you're here for, just hit its tenth year, and you're but playing. The, the, but the the Melbourne Festival been going on. Yeah, for, for long. yeah, yeah, yeah. For twenty. Oh, I think it's twenty, 20 years. years. Twenty years. Twenty yeah. years. So that's been. A yeah, long yeah, time. but it's sort of it's a growing thing. Like it's only really the last couple of years that like more yeah. comedians are coming out right. here. Like take for yourself, for instance, you're out here and you're doing great numbers, but you're not on TV over here. Whereas before it used to be more. You see someone on TV, you go see them. Right. So sort of like the hit, yeah, the influence of the web. Someone told me that the TV is kind of dying. TV, TV, yeah. comedy on TV is kind of dying out here. Is that we true? Used to, yeah, we used to have like, like there used to be like shows like Rove Live, Hey Hey It's Saturday, which strange shows where like kind of like so, so variety shows like Letterman yeah, and all that, where you could yeah. go on and you could do your stand up spot. But now there's not really any shows on Australia where you can do five or three or five minutes like your tonight show. Why is that? Why why is people less interested in those shows? Well, I think it's money. In culture, everyone goes out at night. You know, no one's sitting at home watching TV. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's more the fact that like most of our TV networks are broke, so they don't take risks on shows like like a show like like a show like the Tonight Show over in America, you guys have got you've got more an audience for it whereas here no one's watching TV at 10:30-11 at night. So a show like that and it's probably not going to make prime time. Oh. So well, we need a we need a. I, I want to do a show out here, man. I want to do a, uh, my own sketch show. Oh yeah, That'd yeah. Be great. Like uh, something. Well, I gotta come up with the concept, but I got I got some good ideas. Hopefully, two years time, I'll get it popping. Yeah, no. I do be- like a live show first, mix with my stand up, and then make it into a TV show. Well, the reception you're getting at the store, like I'm pretty sure you'll you get there real quick. You know, you oh know. man, I man, the store last night was so awesome, man. That crowd was so dope, but but I heard that that's like a regular for the room. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Like it's, it's like it's an amazing venue. Yeah, like, usually yeah, yeah two three hundred people a, a night. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, and the, the fact that people waited online to to you know take pictures with me. Yeah, I, I would take pictures of anybody. Yeah, I didn't care. Well, that's cool. That's what makes uh, I reckon the you know the entertainer and the the, the rapport with the audience. It, it makes people go, yeah, that guy's cool. He stayed mm-hmm. around. Da da da. I hate those guys that will go, yeah, I did my show, and they just leave. Like, uh, if they have something on, fair enough. But I've been to a lot of shows where guys just go straight after this set. They don't hang around to, you know, meet anyone. 
And it's kind of like that, yeah, I'm better than you. So you hate them. That's a bit strange. Yeah, I'm not sure that, you know, maybe they just don't have the confidence. Who didn't sign your autograph book, Who didn't sign your autograph Who didn't sign your autograph book? Well, I'll start off with, no, I'm not going (laughs) to Well, you know what it is? I I really appreciate people come out to see my show. And the only thing I could give back is a picture with them or, you know, shaking their hand or signing an autograph. So I really, like, they don't even have to buy any of my T-shirts or my, or my stuff. If they just said, say hi and thank you, I appreciate that. So that's why I stick around and say hi to everybody. But if they do hey, want to buy your T-shirts, they can go to wilsonvince.com. Yeah. They're, they're pretty cool T-shirts. I was looking at them before oh, the show. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you design them yourself? Uh, me and this and my designer, we just kept coming up with different concepts. Uh, his name is Anton Johnson. He uh, he's a good designer. Big he he gets a lot of money, so I'm glad that he took time to design my shirts. But he's a great designer. Oh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So check it out, wilsonvince.com. Buy a t-shirt. He's also got the keychains. I'll get my keychains. Keychains. Why you why you do this? Why you? That's my that's my dad actually. When I be doing that, <laughs> my daddy said, like, "Why you why you do this?" <laughs> oh oh. And my mother said, oh, oh. <laughs> Did your dad, has he hit you up for a percentage of the, the merch? Uh, I, w- I would give my dad the world, man. He's, yeah. He was everything. He passed away. My uh. both parents passed away. But I will give them anything, man. They, they, um, they molded me and shaped me to who I am now, you know. Good good parents. Uh, it's good to hear. Now, what- How's the kids out here? The kids are bad out here in Australia? Oh, they're getting worse all the time, Will. Yeah, all it seems time. like that, right? Yeah. In the States, they, I'm sure you guys heard in the States, our kids are like, yeah. Well, they're all like it having, might be the having, future. Your kids might be the future. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a pretty poor future. That's your, that's your future. <laughs> I think. I think the future might be mostly cat videos and sexting. I think that's basically it. And then back then, for us, you know, just seeing like a girl's cleavage or one yeah. one titty was amazing. I, I, I like if I saw one titty, that lasted me six months. <laughs> Six months of masturbation. You put, I just, put away in the wank bank. I yep. put. I just visualized that one titty coming out and smack me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. That I'd love to meet the guy and shake his hand who invented those really short shorts that girls are wearing these days. That dude is a champion. Yeah, that yeah. Is those short. Is, yeah. That, is that the volleyball short shorts? No, the little jean jean short shorts. I haven't seen them. It's having the pockets are sticking. We're gonna in have to go for a walk after the show. Yeah, yeah. We'll show you. Oh, I bet we can see the sites. They're everywhere. It's, yeah, 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 for sure. But the women out here, they're not only fine, but they're smart women. And another thing I learned, I learned about Australian women, maybe I, I just haven't met the other kind that I've been, I'm normally known to hang out with. But <laughs> the women out here, when I go out to eat with them or to a bar, they reach in their wallet and pull out money to pay for stuff yeah. in a heartbeat. And I'm like, no, I got it. No, 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 I got it. I'm like, all right, I ain't going to argue with you. <laughs> like they they pay for stuff and all. is it is it just me or do you guys notice that like no it, ha- it happens here it's, uh, yeah it happens here a lot yeah, yeah it's just strange women <laughs> in the states that I hang out with I'm not saying all women in the states but the ones I hang out with they, they'll fake reach for their wallet yeah. but it, the wallet never come out yeah yeah here they'll actually pull out the wallet show the yeah. cash it's like no motherfucker I've got this I got yeah. this here, here they might actually get offended and, and I got this and I'm a, and I want some I want some penis <laughs> like, okay all right all right all right but you got to call me after the next day, please. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a very successful tour by the sounds of it. Now, what was it, the big decision? Like in America, do you predominantly work in New York or do you tour all around? Oh, I, everywhere. I mean, I'm like when I'm not traveling, I'm, I'm crossing New York and doing a lot of shows. And then when I'm traveling, I travel all around the States. All, actually, all around. I went to China like two months ago. Oh, wow. Do, for, do you, to do stand-up. 
Was it performing mostly to Chinese or expats? It was expats and Chinese people that speak English. Oh, wow, that's great. And uh, it was an amazing experience there. Everything is in Chinese. Everything, like the word. The only thing that was not in Chinese is pictures of people. <laughs> but everything was in Chinese. Like like one time, like like the guy, the, 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 my, my translator, he, after a couple of days, he, he, I knew how to get to the gig. So he didn't come get me. But I made a wrong turn by accident, and I was freaking lost. Like, I was only two blocks away. <laughs> but no one speak English in the streets. There was no, the street signs are in, in Chinese. Like, even like the street names, in Ch- I couldn't even read them. You know, I, you, know, if I, you know, if I would tell someone it's, it's two squiggly lines, a house, and a, and a boat, <laughs> that, that's, that's the street I'm on. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I panicked for a hot minute, and I noticed, I noticed a picture of a, of a girl on the post. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's where I was. But it was an amazing experience. Do you like no one? Do you, no one over there knows kung fu. By the way, it's, it's such a big <laughs> <laughs> rumor. I could kick everybody's ass over there. Not one person knows kung fu that I met. Yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy the traveling around the world, or you, like, do you, are you a bit anxious? Is the getting lost sort of thing get you? Get you? No, bit, I uh, enjoy it, man. Like you just, you know, traveling. Even coming back to the same places, you still learn new things. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Like. I could never learn everything about Australia, which is great because it'll, it'll, I, I keep loving coming here. And then meeting people and becoming friends with them also. And now, now I got some cool friends to hang out with, you know, in Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, um, uh, Adelaide. I got some good friends. And, and just coming here, just hang, even if I don't go discover new parts of Australia, hanging out with my friends out here is cool. So, yeah, I, I still love traveling. Traveling is awesome. So you feel like Australia is like a big spread out place, obviously. How do you think it compares in terms of, uh, you know, in the states, like being connected to to the rest of the to the rest of the country? When you because you live in Brooklyn, obviously, so yeah, you know, the other side of the country. Does it feel like a world away, like Perth does to us here? It takes like five hours to get there on a plane. Um, these parts when I walk it reminds me of New York so much. These massive, well, where I've been staying is massive buildings. Um, but Australia seems like a world away. Like a world away. There's like, like I walk down the. I've been walking down the street at three, four o'clock in the morning, without a care in the world. Like in New York, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, I gotta wash my back. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I freaking love New York. I, yeah. I don't think there's no. I used to say there's no other place I could live other than New York until I came to Melbourne and Sydney. I'm like, you know what? I could live out here. Huh? You know, I mean, every other place around the world. I'll visit, but I think in Melbourne, Sydney, I could actually live live out here. The only thing that's holding me back is not enough comedy clubs. Yeah, no, it's, it'd be a bit tough to outside the festivals to make a living here. Like you'd be traveling most around a lot, doing a lot of not so much great gigs. Then, right? Yeah, you'd be doing a lot of yeah. It is yeah, tough. Yeah, so yeah. Just don't, I mean, we don't have the population. Like Sydney is what four million? No, it's something like six now, isn't it? Six. Oh, yeah. There you go. Six million, which. And I mean, we've got the Comedy Store, which is, it's our only real full-time, oh, there's Happy Endings Comedy Club, but there's, like, you can't be on there virtually every week, so you'd sort of have mm. to do. Like in New York City, on any given day, I could do five shows a night, mm. different clubs, like, go do 20-minute spot, go do 15-minute spot, go do 20-minute spot, and just keep going from club to club to club. I mean, granted, that's like only New York, like any other state, even Los Angeles, you can't, it's hard to do that. 
but in New York City, I could do like, and then and then the next day I do different clubs. Yeah, you know, there's so many clubs to perform at in New York City. So, and I just love performing. I love being on stage and creating and stuff. The other aspect is like you've also got like America, like you can do New York, then you could go and do a week of gigs in Boston. You could go to yeah, like, different cities here. Yeah. You could probably you, like all the states you've done there. You could do those, but you couldn't like be going to Perth every second week or well in the states when you go on tour like let's say um like the Wayne's Brothers yeah they'll come to like Boston I mean then they'll wait a year later to come to back to Boston again but in the meantime they do in other cities yeah and then they come back so they'll repeat most comics they repeat the city once a year yeah you well know? even even Al- I mean Alaska's got a comedy club have you and Alaska got, yeah Alaska got and and not just comedy club because there's either comedy club these rooms, comedy clubs, uh, uh, small theaters, and big theaters, and then yeah. these these massive ven- um, places like Kevin Hart, Cat Williams. They do these massive, mm. massive places. Uh, Louis C.K. We didn't realize how big Kevin Hart is here. Like I've known him from YouTube, but I went to Alex. I was in America in February, and he's got two movies out at the same time. It's on, yeah. he's on different billboards and they, and they was, they was in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. They were he's, big yeah. movies. So, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. Funny as hell. Hardworking. Well, where you did the comedy store a couple of weeks ago, um, he came f- out. Yeah. Yeah. He just did a surprise spot. They're like, and it was the same time Dave Chappelle was in town. They go, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest. Everyone, like there was murmurs, like, is it, is it, is it who is it? And it's Kevin they thought, Hart. And they, thought like, was, they thought it was Chappelle? Well, they didn't know. They didn't know who it was. They thought, is it, everyone thought it was Chappelle. Then it's like, no, it's Kevin Hart. And it's like, oh my God, it's the guy from the movies. Yeah. And he just destroyed the place. Uh, yeah, he's funny as hell. Like Kevin Hart, like is just like, like he's like one of the top comics now coming up, young top comics. Coming up, man. He's funny. Where was your first overseas gig? Like, you started in America. Where was your first... Where was it? Oh, besides Canada, was... Is there besides any... Besides Canada and the Caribbean Islands, my first big overseas gig was the UK. Oh, sweet. I used to go to the UK every six months. Uh, I worked with John Simmett. John Simmett, he's one of the Teletubbies. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a green Teletubby. The green Teletubby. <laughs> and uh, he used to bring me out to, to the UK to do shows there all the time. And I used to, I did the the junglers. You heard of the junglers? junglers? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I used to come there, especially the month of December, to get all that work with the with the yeah. holiday shows. Yeah, the Christmas shows. Yeah, England was great. It's just a little very very cloudy a lot and gray. Yeah, but one thing I noticed with your stuff, um, you you, you mentioned it yesterday in the show that you were doing engineering, um, before you uh, you got into comedy. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to build robot. I went to school for electromechanical engineering. Yeah, okay. I used what, to build robots in my company. To comedy, for you, comedy was always there. Meaning, like I always i I loved comedy. Like when I my first experience with comedy when I was like young, like in the third grade, like maybe seven years old, third, eight years old. I can't remember. Girls used to always run away from me and call me Blackie or call me Ilk. Ilk, and they run away. And I remember I started saying some jokes, and they stayed, and they laughed, and they laughed. And it was like, it was almost like, only way I could describe it as like your, your very first time on a roller coaster. And I was like, I just remember them like laughing at me. And I ran out, I ran out of, I had no more jokes. And then there was like an awkward silence, and they're like, all right, and then they ran away again. I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta get more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then that, then that, that's when it, I began my love for comedy. Um, one of the very first comedians I fell in love with 
was riding Dangerfield. Uh, yeah. Because I could, I could, even as a kid, I could relate to him because I, I didn't think I was attractive. I was ugly. I was, and he used to always talk about, I get no respect. I get no respect. You know, my wife told me the other day, I came away, I came away with jokes. But he was just, he, he, he attacked himself first. And I just, I used to love, I used to love that. Like, he just accepted who he was. Yeah. And he didn't mind being unattractive, being, you know, not having a good wife. Being so laughed like, at rather than and, uh, uh-huh. being laughed at rather being than. Being laughed at, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, the acceptance. I think that's most comedians, when they find their truth and they, and they expose that. It's, that's when they're the funniest you know, mm. because you're exposing something that you're very, very vulnerable about but you don't care because you're like you know what I'm not going to let this be a thing that holds me down you know does it make sense yeah 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 absolutely and it's- Richard Pryor another one who mm. exposed his cocaine and his his family you know his grandmother ran a whorehouse yeah his mother was a whore his father was crazy so he these things these very things that we'll keep seek, most of us will keep secret because mm. you don't want that shame to be out where like you know you don't give a damn like this is who I am and this is what makes me, you know what I'm saying? And then then you gotta find a way to make it funny. Make it funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is like that when something goes wrong in your day. You know, sometimes you go ah, you get really annoyed. and You go, hang on, that'd make a really good bit. <laughs> yeah. Mo- yeah. Like most of my bits now is like I I used to be ashamed of mispronouncing words, and now I use them at, in my act. Like this is you know what this is what I do. I mispronounce words. Well, I was just kind of weird. Like, I was saying, you've got to try to make it funny. If you, um, but I noticed that if you're a real artist, you know, like you can either, if it's comedy or forte, music or forte, there's always something. Make your pain, you know, accessible. Like, I think that's uh, a real special gift that a lot of people have. Um, some people, you know, they just see it as like an annoyance and they just move on with their lives. But as an artist, you know, we can figure out how to make that uh, really, like, you know, just entertainable. Yeah. And there are some people who just occupy that awkward middle ground, like you, Seja. <laughs> what do you say? Some people just o- occupy that awkward middle ground, like Seja. You know. <laughs> now, you had mentioned before, you've got a film festival? Oh, yeah, yeah. I produce a film festival. NBC sponsors it. I, I created um, nine years ago. This is our ninth year. It was the whole purpose is to help to get people of color in the industry. Because mm. black people, Asian, Spanish, have a hard time getting in the industry finding work as an actor director writer it's still a white world so it's basically people submit their short films and we, we hold a film festival to showcase their f- f- films in front of the entire industry and and film lovers and, and TV show lovers and um, white people I tell them if you want to be involved just cast some of the color a major role mm. so the whole purpose of the festival is really to Everybody work together. So yeah. I'm not, not not to alienate any group, color, person. Or, so it's just to to work together. Okay, how can we bring all these people together and you tell a good story? You know, yeah. it's a good it's a good program to get people thinking about the kind of norms that they don't they might not even think to challenge. Like people just write stuff and they naturally would have that in there because that's a convention that it's just like like a whole white cast or you know whatever. No, no. Know. Well, it's it's not even about. We you, you we tell you to write something. You just if you have a good film, yeah. Short film, it has to be like done already. We don't take any scripts. We take sh- yeah, short yeah, yeah. films that's done, and then and then you just you just um, submit it and we watch it. Yeah, for sure. What's yeah. the festival called? NBC Shortcuts. NBCU Shortcuts. NBC Universal Shortcuts. And when's it held? 
the we, submissions are being taken place right now. We take submissions from all around the world, like from China. Uh, we we had a few submissions in the past from Australia. A lot of submissions from Australia. And if you, your your short gets selected, you know, at the NBC flies you in oh, wow. for the for the showcase. And is it held in New York? The semifinals are held in New York City in August, and the finals are held in Los Angeles in October. And there's a lot of prizes, like they gave you um, a blind script deal, a writing package, um, there's a lot of prizes. It's all on the web. If you go to NBCUShortcuts.com. Yeah, so check that out, ladies and gentlemen. NBCUShortcuts.com. If you're an aspiring filmmaker too, maybe have a look at entry. It's actually, you mentioned that there's a drama, the ABC, our, our national broadcast, like Pete, your version of PBS is called the ABC out here. And they've got a, show, a drama series that's into its third season. It's called Redfern Now. And it's made with the cast, the writers, all production crew, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. It's sort of a way to get that inclusion. And it's a brilliant series. Like, it's really... They've unearthed some amazing writers, some amazing actors, just from sort of, yeah, getting that group that's not traditionally involved into it. Right. The, the, some of the best work is the ones that's, that, that in, involve these ethnicity seamlessly and not mm. forcing them yeah. in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the thing is, also, if someone's talented, no matter what, what, what they are, mm. you know, then, you know, they should get, they should get employed. Yeah, mm. You know? Um, that's, that's one thing about comedy. Comedy is sort of, it's, you look back on it, it is the inclusionness of it and sort of it's, it's broken down a lot of barriers. Like Richard Pryor, sort of with race relations and sort of, yeah, he's, yeah it's got, look, it is a very inclusive industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, stand-up comedy is one good way to expose yourself as an artist to, to where you're breaking down. Like, you, to be able to make people laugh from all around the world mm. and, to, and still tell your story of no matter where you come from, whether they can relate to it or not, is uh, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm still amazed. I'm out here telling Haitian stories, Haitian jokes, <laughs> you know, about my family. But I think... I think if you're able to, to, to tell your story in no matter what the form, whether you're a poet, singer, comedian, and and people would, would still enjoy it. It's just mm. like watching a movie that you can't relate to, but you still enjoy the story, you know? Yeah. When you came, like when you came out, it was last was it last year you came out with the Wayans? One year, yeah, about close to a year ago, May. We came out for the whole month of May. When they bought you, when they when, did they give, give you the call up and go, you want to come to Australia? How well, I've been, I've been touring with them for a few years, so they, it was just like, but they did say, hey, we're going to Australia. They they contacted me in October, and they say, we're going to Australia in May. And I was like, what? I've been preparing for it since October, since that phone call. I'm going to Australia, damn it. What were, like when you expected to come out here? What did you have any expectations, or did you sort of think, "Who am I going to be performing to?" Or I I stop assuming or going by what the media feeds you from just my experience of traveling. You can't go by that. So yeah. when I got here, I just wanted to be in awe or just take it as it comes. Because like when I went to China, it's totally nothing like what I've been seeing on television or reading about. China's such an experience. So same thing with Australia. I just wanted to experience it and take it as in without any prejudges. When I learned, like when I was in LA, um, I was on a bus and a homeless guy heard my accent and he goes, "Oh, you're from Australia. Are you here to get away from the shark attacks?" <laughs> he was like, he was convinced I was over there to escape the sharks. That's that's, hilarious. That was his version. Exactly. They, see, they, all they think in the, in, in the states, people think that shark attacks are shark attacks is only attacking 
crazy people that's going to freaking water. Yeah. Dudes, yeah. Just stay out the water. <laughs> and, and it's not it's not like the sharks are coming to people's houses. Shark attack, bitch. <laughs> you know what time it is. Shark attack. It's not it's not that it's like one person get bit by a shark and they run with that. You guys got this law, this is crazy. Like people are it's okay to kill a shark now. Yeah, that's Perth yeah, WA. I They're remember. having a shark call. Like why? Oh, it's crazy. Because people are idiots, Will. People is it are idiots. that bad? Just stay no. away from the water. This is where they live. This is what sharks do. Hmm? Why are people shocked when they, oh, my God, I'm shocked. A shark? What do you think a shark going to do? <laughs> That's what they do. They eat. It, it was just reminded me of um, the Saturday Night Live sketch, like one of the really early ones. Land sharks. Yeah, land sharks. Yeah, they, you know, they knock on the door. They did the whole, you know, jo- it was like they did the Jaws theme and everything. It was like, no, you're that shark from Jaws. It's like, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I didn't see that. Oh, it's oh, one of the, very yeah, talking like 1975. Yeah, they always play that on the um, you know whenever they do the classics uh, of Saturday Night Live, they always play that sketch. Mm. I gotta check yeah. it out. It's but very, I, re- I remember as a kid when Jaws came out, my my mom and it's probably not one of her greatest parenting decisions. Let five year old me and my friend watch Jaws. We were freaking terrified. For we, real? we wouldn't even go in the bathroom because we in our mind it's like there's water in the bathroom. The shark will get us. Yeah, but it's, it's like like I was saying about people just take rumors and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was afraid of shark, but I'm not afraid of them like like like, like to yeah. that extent. But I'm afraid. Like if I if I you go into water, you are gonna see. Sh- mm. At least why are you going swimming out that far? Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Enjoy, I I enjoy the water when it's up to my knees. I'm good at that. <laughs> when the water comes, I'm like, all right, all right, that's good, that's good. And then and there's other stuff. There's like jellyfish that could also get you. They oh, yeah. they sting rays, as we learned from your people, yeah, your boy right. that got stabbed in the blue chest. Blue ring octopus, they can get you. Who? Oh, uh, blue ring octopus. I, I don't know what they're that is. tiny. They're a little octopus. It's probably about the size of my hand. And I think they, if they sting you, you're gone. Like there's no. Yeah, like to be fair, the blue ring octopus though is not really going to do anything unless you like go. Wow, that's pretty, and pick it up, and then it'll, like eat you. The, the, yeah, but the, it's more it's more the, likely like people who go from that. It's more likely you'll tread on them than anything yeah, else. Like they're right. not going to jump out and attack which, you. Which reminds me of the other big famous one, particularly up on the Queensland coast. We've got this thing called a stonefish, right? A oh, stone yeah, fish. I've seen that. It's like, it it's a fish. like a stone. It looks like a stone. And you just lies there. Up. Yeah, that's right. It just lies there so you can step on it, basically. And then there's spines and they're, they're really and deadly. Wait, what is it? It, it, gives, it, stings, it stings you, right? And it can sting you. and paralyze you. And, yeah, yeah that's right. And it, Produce these like bumps on your leg. I seen I seen pictures of it. All right, so we're about forty minutes in, and we've just come back to animals again. How the fuck did that happen? Like, it's 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 written like they killing sharks for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. pretty. It's pretty. Like, it's pretty bad. But the so wait, are people okay with that? No, no, no. Like, people. Are not who, so who came up with this law? The uh, no, West no. Australian government did. They West Australia is a bit fun. It's West Australia is kind of like Texas. <laughs> so if that, it's all mining money. It's all. Rednecks, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And they're like, "Oh, three people have died from shark attacks. Big Kill all the sharks! Kill all the yeah. sharks!" Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's like it's not it's not a widely popular across the rest of Australia, but it's like a pretty popular law over there because you know it's the when water. When you say popular, like people are for it, as in there are people who are obviously for it. Otherwise, they I don't think they would have done it. Yeah, there's been massive protests. When so. I heard yeah. that, I'm like, what? Yeah, I know it's like, pretty bad. So what's next? Hey, the whales are killing. Kill all the whales. No, no. Funnily enough, we we took Japan to court to protect the whales. Like right. the Australian oh, government. Yeah, yeah we protest. Like Japan hunt whales in our area. We went to the United Nations. We won a famous court battle stopping because the Jap- Japanese 
claim that they hunt whales for scientific research. Science. They kill like 50, for, 60 for whales dinner. a year. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And we won that case. So on this side of the country, we protect the whales, whereas on the other side of the country, we they kill the sharks. Kill the sharks. Mm. That's, that's how... It's pretty much where we're at. Yeah, yeah, we're a nation of many personalities. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we like you if you're big and cute, but if you you could kill us, we're, we're against it. If you can but shit, the, if you can shit, on something, we'll put you in a zoo. This is what the sh- this is where sharks live. Yep. This is what like, wh- wh- where is what they supposed to go? Hmm? Like the people are dumb. There's this there's this thing I saw on um on YouTube about man. I gotta send you guys. Just yeah, we're gonna have to, yeah, we'll post these links in the page. Yeah. I, I'm not speaking of that uh, links. I'm gonna post. Um, I did this movie. Well, I'm, I'm me and my partner Brian Kennedy. We wrote a movie about a Haitian boxer, and we did a trailer for it. And uh, the trailer went viral. I'll send you guys a link to that. Yeah, send it. We'll but, post it, it on but, there. So we, we we're going to try and raise money to film the, sh- the full feature. I swear. Yeah, pass it on. We'll start that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it up. Now you 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 grew up in Haiti. Did you grow up in Haiti? No, I grew up in Brooklyn. Haitia. Haiti. Sorry, that's my that's my ignorance. That's a lie. I mess up words all the time. I grew up in Brooklyn. My family's from Haiti. I've been to I've been to Haiti a few times, many times to do shows before the earthquake and after the earthquake. Yeah, it's a great place to to visit. It's still it's still a sad place because it's a poor country. But um, I'm hoping to one day with with my success and my and my popularity, I'll, I'll be able to help help you know yeah 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 help that country in many ways. Sweet. Well, hopefully. I have a bunch of ideas too. I want I want to try and implement. Oh, sweet. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, pass on that detail that trailer, and we'll get it. And hopefully, we can get oh, it yeah. funded. Maybe we can talk to Zach Braff. He can start a Kickstarter for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I want to start a Kickstarter, but I'm waiting to like to to to. Land some big names mm. as well, so we can use their, their their name to help get the Kickstarter going. But is this your first uh, attempt at a feature, or did, did, I remember you said something you did a movie about like a, a three hundred kind of parody or something? Oh no, or? Did, that, I did tons of sketches. Those oh, are sketches. Sketch. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sketches, and but this is my first like feature, like on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's a drama. Is it's it? a drama. Yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's nothing. It's a drama. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so. But but like I said, I want to do a sketch show out here in Australia. So so hopefully you'll see some sketches. Yeah, hopefully. You know? So any networks out there, t- talk yeah. to us. Bring him back. You'll be now. I know it's probably early now. You're still in the middle of your tour here. But next year we're going to see you out again. Yeah, man. I I'm, I already can't wait to come back. I'm still here. Um, ho- hopefully it'll be bigger and better. I'll have some more stuff to say. How long did you do in Melbourne? Did you do a week, a couple did, of weeks? I did two up? weeks in Melbourne. I did the, and I did twenty minutes spot. I did the headliner show. Oh, the headliners, yeah. Nice. And they, they they gave me some good reviews, which, which is awesome. Um, so so hopefully they'll they going I'm gonna come back next year and do my own hour special there. Oh, sweet! That'll be great. Yeah. Well, ladies, well, thank you so much. For you went to the to you went to the Melbourne festival? Not this year, but I've done it in the you past. Guys went? Uh, not this year. Just so y'all did it in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've done it. It's amazing. It's it it's, is amazing, ain't it? Yeah, it's such it's it's kind of like it's kind of like like for I did it when I was very young in comedy and did it a few times. It's kind of like going to uni, like you meet comics from yeah, around the world. That's a good that's a good analogy. You make friends and like you like for me it was like you it's probably you see American comics, you see UK comics, you see And not just comics, mm. but like I saw a magic a comedy magic show. Yeah. Like f- different forms of comedy. 
I mean, because they, they, I'm not sure you guys know, they, they do about 200 shows a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. are you serious? 200 shows a day? So with that many shows, you have to do different forms of comedy. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a comedy festival, you got to you gotta uh, showcase different forms of comedy. So I, that's why I love the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah, you get sketch, you get impro, yeah. you get storytelling shows, you get stand-up. The, there's this guy who did the show called The Man with the Boy with Tape on His Face. You heard oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Ooh-wee. His show was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Jason Byrne. Jason Byrne's show was great. Ronnie Chang. Ronnie, he's, he's oh, a man. machine. Who else did I see? Um, Des Bishop. Yeah, Des. He's an, an, the American Irishman. <laughs> Des Bishop was amazing. The fact that he went to China yep. to learn Chinese to just get a whole new hour. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. amazing. Like so, I, I, so watching these great comedians, man, made me want to take all my jokes and throw them away. You know, from Jason Burns, Des Bishop, Ronnie Shang, the boy with tape on his face. Um, what's that girl? There's another girl. She's a little short, heavy. Ursula? Ursula uh, Kasla Ursula. from South oh, Africa. Man, she's funny as shit. Yeah, she's, if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, Ursula, and most of the names are all coming to the Sydney Comedy Festival too. So yeah. check them out. They're- and these guys, I recommend go see their show multiple times. I went to go see these people's shows multiple times while I was in Melbourne. Well, Ronnie, you mentioned Ronnie. Ronnie's a machine, and Legend, he's he's been on the Edge podcast. Check it out on iTunes. Ronnie start. He's only been doing comedy like three or four years. Five years, he's yeah. Still, something, yeah. But last year he started. It was his, I think his first festival run. He started in a thirty seat venue. By the end of it, he sold out the eighteen hundred seat town hall. This in year, Melbourne, yeah, yeah. And this year he's moved to the Hi Fi Bar, and then they moved him again. Just on. Yeah. Just what that guy is doing. I saw my. I caught him at the high bar bar, bar twice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's a smart dude. Yeah, he's a lawyer uh, and he's such he's a lovely guy. A nice dude. Yeah, funny as hell. Like like yeah, I want to work with a uh, dude. I, I want. I would like my career to mimic his path. His his his, his path. Did you uh, get to see the the wrestling show they did down there? The comedy wrestling show. I know. Right? I, I I had a gig. It was on a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, and then they put me on last. So I, when I tried to get to it, I, it, they just ended. I heard it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just such a bizarre kind of show. Yeah, but you see, when you do a festival like like the Melbourne yeah. Festival or the Sydney Festival, you got you got like they did a wrestling comedy show. Yeah, which was crazy. Hmm. That I did, a which record. is different. Like like yeah. like it, it only so much stand up you're gonna see, but to see a wrestling comedy show mm. like it's brilliant. Good. Yeah, I want to put a, I want to put my own thing together, a boxing show of comedians. Oh, that where we box, but with these big, massive gloves. <laughs> it's funny you say you don't that. Get hurt. When I was in New York, I saw Rocky on Broadway. Uh huh. You need to check that out. No, you need. No, it is. I know. Like that's the reaction I get. The final fight scene, the way they do that is absolutely amazing. You can need I, to see can I sit on bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> I think well I, I ended up seeing it for 20 bucks so but seriously check it out like the I don't want to give away the ending for you but <laughs> oh yeah no, that's, no, no it, look, what they do the, like the Broadway production they in the final scene they bring the front few rows of the crowd onto the stage and then they bring the boxing ring out into the crowd and it goes from being a Broadway show to a you're like in a fight and the way that's they right. do it they have one of the makeup girls is the cut girl so as they're doing this choreographed choreographed fight scene and they're bringing out the bruises and it is really phenomenal oh wow 
Like, I, I, I check if I can get it for twenty dollars like you did, I'd go see it. There you go. So, producers of Rocky, if you listen to the show, put Will on the door. He'll pop yeah. in when he's back in. Well, Will, thank you so much for agreeing to have thank a you, chat man, with for us. Having me. Wait, wait, what's the name of this podcast? This is Comedy on Edge presents the chat. Comedy show. on Edge presents the chat show. So, thank you so much for coming. There's down. a club in uh in in out here called Comedy on the Edge. Is it related to? Well, we got no, but we've. I did, I just did it. Yeah, yeah. That's oh yeah. That's us. That's, that's our Tuesday yeah, okay. night show at the Chippendale Hotel. The feedback we got, so many people tweeting no like, straight up. You're like, no, no. When I, oh, wait, it's us. Yeah. No, I thought you said, because there is um, there's a, a book in America. There is a club in America called Comedy on the Edge 2. So I know you guys are trying to rush me off. No, 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 no. Comedy on, no, 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 no. on the Edge. Why, why Comedy on the Edge? When we started, we were on the edge of the city. So oh, okay. we, we started. So it's not like edgy comedians. No, no, no. Because no. I got some edgy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. you should turn it into kind of like edgy, edgy Problem in Australia is people don't like edgy jokes. Oh no, not so much that you advertise something as edgy jokes, you'll get people who define edgy as racist. We yeah, we've got a very racist. We've got a racist, Australia, yeah. homophobic. Uh, yeah, you sexist. scratch you scratch the yeah. surface on in Australia. That sadly, racism is they think edgy. They think eighties yeah. comedy. Basically. Yeah, so eighties comedy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not you. You wouldn't get the reaction you'd right, want. Right. So. So yeah, I had a good time at the club. Yeah, we, we, you were amazing there. It was good there. Every Tuesday at the Chippendale Hotel, we're there. I think I want to come back next week. I'm here Tuesday. Sweet. Yeah. I got spots. But what time is the show again? Oh, we can fit you. We go from eight to ten, so we. Yeah, can I think I want in. to come out there again. Yep. Yeah, come on down. Yeah, we'll, have a, we'll probably have a big crowd because we just came back from long weekend, and and uh, it was you know usually after long weekends people don't feel like going out again, but I think this one. Well, the, yeah. the last couple of weeks we've had yourself, we've had Steve Hughes. That's the one you go downstairs, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. basement one. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward back, to yeah. having you back. So check out willsevince.com. We'll post pictures. Check out your festival and TV producers. Bring this man out to make a sketch show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something. I think you and Ronnie Chang, that'd be... Ronnie Chang, Ronnie? I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be happy to work with that dude. That dude is amazing to work with. Oh, that'd be great. Well, thank you so much for your time. You, Check man, it Mark. out. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Seizure. Oh, thanks, man. No, Ryan. I'll hold thanking you, Seizure, till I actually hear this episode, just in case. Go fuck yourself. Straight up, right? <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. Follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Edge. That's it. Ryan, I guess, hit the music. <laughs>